You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 22. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi there, Phil here, and welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts every week. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Thomas LaRocque. Thomas is a head geek at SolarWinds and a Microsoft Certified Master, Microsoft Data Platform MVP, VMware vExpert and former Microsoft Certified Trainer. Thomas has over 20 years experience in the IT industry in roles such as programmer, developer, analyst and database administrator. So Thomas, can I ask you to expand on that brief introduction and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Oh, sure. Uh, first, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be on the podcast, the IT Career Energizer podcast. Uh, I've really enjoyed the work you've been doing, so it's honored to be asked to join you. Uh, so a little bit about me. I usually don't like to talk about myself too much. Uh, <laughs> that bio kind of sums up, but it sounds like a lot. Uh, so a little additional background. Uh, I'm a person who kind of fell in love with math at an early age. Uh, it kind of came easy to me. I became uh, a math major. I guess I, math doesn't mean anything to you. Mathematics, right? Yes. I have to say the full word, yes. Or maths. Yes. Um, yes. So that was my major at university, and uh, I went on to pursue a PhD, but I realized that I could get a job uh, with my master's degree uh, now as opposed to waiting to get yet another degree or, you know, just make a living as a math teacher or a basketball coach. So uh, that was kind of the route I, I got involved when it came to uh, data, right? Uh, the yep. math, the analytical, logical reasoning, and then eventually led to a career in IT. Right. Can you share with us a unique career tip that the IT career energizer as an audience need to know and probably don't? Yeah, I was thinking about this. Uh I'm not sure all the tips that have come before. Uh, I know most of them, but I'm going to go with this. And uh, it was a tip that came to me maybe about just over 10 years ago. And it is that it's kind of a depressing one, actually, but it's no one cares about effort. Yes, absolutely. That is that is a hard lesson to learn, but if somebody on Monday tells you they need a data warehouse by Friday and it has to be colored blue, they don't want to be told the 27 reasons it can't be done or how hard something is. If they need it and they want it, you've got to find a way to help them get what they need. And, and nobody really cares you know, how hard you're working because we're all working hard. You're absolutely right. Yes, I think... Um, it's the point about the, it's the result that matters. Absolutely. That, that's all that anything or anyone that they really care about. All they want is the result. Did we get the result? Did the result come at the time we needed it or was it late? And that's all you're ever really 
measured on. You're not really measured on your effort. You're only measured on what you've achieved. And I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying that's that's the thing you've got to know as you head into almost any career. That that's the tip is that you can't send the email back saying, wow, this is going to be really hard. I don't care if it's hard. Can you do it or not? Yeah, I agree. It's the commercial reality of work, isn't it? That, that's what yes. it boils down to. Yeah, nobody wants to know how hard it is to, that was to build your house. No. I, I want the house. <laughs> exactly. Can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what did you learn from that experience? Uh... If I had to choose one, it, it, it came early, which was, I guess, good and bad. But uh, there was an issue where uh, there was a planned power shutdown in our building. So everybody knew the power was going to go off and come back up again. It happens yeah. all the time. Uh, the problem is, is one of our very, 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 very old Unix servers just decided that they were tired and it was time for them to rest peacefully forever. <laughs> and okay. tried as we might, we looked for spare parts in the data center. You know, we tried to get that thing up and running again and we just couldn't. And coincidentally it was happening at the time we were transitioning, uh there's a separation of some companies and services going on. So the short of it is um you know we got things up and running as best we could. Uh, three weeks later, there was uh, an incident, and I needed to restore a production database, which is, you know, a usual request. Hey, something happened. Can you restore it to yesterday so we can get the business moving forward again? And when I went to find the backup, I realized that we ha- didn't have any. The last backup happened uh, back in December, and, uh, three weeks earlier. And the reason for that was uh, the license on the backup software on this Unix box had stopped but none of us were getting any messages about it. It was all going to the old company and who had been providing the service for us. Right. So we were, yeah, we were totally in the dark, but here's the thing. I'm the one responsible for that. Right. So this is my worst moment is I'm sitting going, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm a fairly new DBA too. Uh, but I know that my one job is to recover. And here I am going, uh, I can get you back to December 31st, but you're going to have to redo three weeks worth of transactions. They weren't happy. They were, they understood what happened, but they still kind of came down hard on me for not knowing sooner about the backups not being done. And I had to, I had to agree with them, but that was, that was a pretty low moment for me. I actually didn't know if I'd come back to work on Monday. Oh, right. D- did they um, have to resolve it through manual rekeying? Is that the, the process? Yeah. Yeah, at, at the time, that's what they ended up having to do uh, was they had to re-enter transactions uh, for the past three weeks, one day at a time. It took them two or three days to get through it all. Right. What, what sort of transactions were they? Well, it was a financial services company. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's it's just the finance industry. I mean, it's, uh, it was mostly the accounting side. Okay. So moving on from your worst moment, can you share with us your IT career highlight or greatest success and how you were able to achieve it? Well, uh, I was thinking about this. Uh, Again, I don't like, I I don't talk about myself too much. I never really think about highlights. I just sort of show up every day and just keep trying to make contributions, right? But 
I actually thought this morning to myself, my career highlight has to be the time I got fired. <laughs> right. Okay, right. you have to expand on that. Yes. So uh, when I decided to leave graduate school with my master's and get a job, I ended up with this consulting firm. You may have heard of it. It's called Logica. Yo, yes. Yes. They have a North American division, and I landed the job. And I got hired by a man who actually used to be a uh, physics professor in the UK somewhere. And he looked at me and said, so you've done some math, some astronomy, some programming. I'll teach you everything you need to know. Here's Power Builder on top of Sybase. Right. That's how I got started. And uh, a few years later, I found myself working for a startup. And I lasted about a year before they got bought. And the first round of the layoffs hit and I was done. I was out the door. And that was actually, you know, a highlight. It turned into be a highlight because what happened was uh, I'd taken all this experience between uh, the work as a consultant at Logica and the work as a database developer, you know, power builder on top of uh, Oracle, that software company. And I was working with data, and I knew I wanted to be a DBA. And it sounds weird because nobody really says they want to be a database administrator, but I did. Because when I was working with Oracle, we didn't have a database administrator in the shop. And I did a little research, and I realized at the time, Oracle DBAs were making a lot of money. They still do, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was a silly amount of money, like just make it rain inside a nightclub type money. And I kept saying, I'll be the DBA. You can send me off to an Oracle boot camp. I'll do all that. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got laid off within six weeks anyway. And I landed at this financial services company. And I showed up and I mentioned to them I had an interest. And what they did was they actually uh, kind of carved out a role for junior DBAs so that the uh, two DBAs they have, if those guys wanted to take a day off, they had somebody around that could do backups, restores, you know, reset passwords, base research. And uh, I, so I started getting those skills. And about a year later, the both DBs quit, which, by the way, is a red flag. But both of them left, and that allowed me to step into the role as a database administrator. That was about 15 years ago now, yeah, I think. And 14 or 15. But, yeah, and, uh, I was finally given a chance. And to me, that's my highlight, because once I started becoming a DBA, I really started immersing myself inside the world of uh, SQL Server. Uh, I was still supporting some side-based stuff. Um, I'm sorry, the artists formerly known as Sybase. And I, you know, that really to me is my highlight because when that happened to me, it would have never happened had I been not been laid off, right? That company basically showing me that, hey, it's time for you to go find your next opportunity. And I did. And that really is a highlight for me. Okay. What one thing excites you about the future of a career in IT? Well, I'm really excited for Skynet, right? The machines are coming, yeah. and I, I'm really – so the world of data, to me right now, seems that's changing faster than ever. Maybe that's just because I'm getting old and things slow down. This <laughs> seems that there's so much going on that there's such rapid growth inside of data technologies these days, and it's hard to keep pace and know where to focus. And as a result, you tend to want to be more of a generalist. I, I need to know a little bit about a lot. And in my role as head geek, uh, essentially a technical evangelist, 
uh, I need to be able to connect people and have the right conversations. So if I hear somebody having an issue over there, I need to be able to say, oh, I, I understand what you're doing and let me help you. Um, so I have to be that little bit of a generalist, which is what you want to be in a period of rapid technical expansion. And there's always something new to learn. So that to yeah. me, this is what's exciting is that you get to learn new things like every day and week. And the machines are coming. I'm a big fan of the machines and, and our robot overlords. Uh, and I hope they hear this someday. Yeah. You mentioned the, um, or you talked about the fact that you need to know a lot about it, a lot of things. Um, I think that there's a, a phrase that's commonly used at the moment talking about T-shaped consultants. So they have this broad understanding of a wide range of subjects, but also a specialization in a particular area. Do you see yourself in that way? Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of us, uh, I, I think that's actually where most people are right now, because uh, roughly 10 years ago, I think a lot of people were specializing in one particular discipline. But with the rapid pace of advances over the past, say, five years, we do find yourself, you call it a T-shape. Yes. Uh, I, I think that's a natural place for a lot of us in the industry right now, simply because we all kind of start with a specialization. Because when you get hired at this entry level, you're basically told, this is the thing you'll do. And I need you to show up every day and do this one thing. And a few years later, about, was it 10,000 hours, you know, you get to a point where that's kind of your specialty. And yeah. then you branch out. So I think the T-shape is something that is probably uh, fairly common. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I would say that's true for me. Uh, database data technologies would be my specialization. And now I'm branching out into these other areas. Yeah. It's now time for the reveal, which is a quick fire round of questions. Are you ready for this? Sure. Okay. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, money. Uh, I enjoy getting paid and having a house to keep the wind off me. Okay. So you can see the financial benefits of being a, a, an IT specialist. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Um it actually happened uh, fairly recently. It was a great way of summarizing something, but it's this. It's uh, stop, turn around, and listen. So whatever you're working on, if somebody approaches you at work, just stop what you're doing, turn around, and listen to what they're doing. And it's a way of, uh, if you could, also have a little bit of empathy for where they're coming from. But, yeah, that, that to me was brilliant advice. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Jeez, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I honestly, I, I don't think I would do anything different. I think I would just dive into the data wherever I could and eventually get into a role of database administration and development. Absolutely. I think it's been great, uh, learning that particular area because I think it gives you the skills to branch out. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? Right now, I actually have a, uh, an affinity, being the math major I was, uh, data analytics, data science. Data science is yeah. sexy again, so I'm trying to get back on that train. Uh, I just completed the Microsoft professional program, earning my data science certificate, so a wonderful online course I would recommend everybody look into if you have an interest in data science, data analytics. And I'm trying to get, uh, trying to focus on those areas a little bit more, some more about you know, what people are really trying to do with their data, uh, that has a lot more interest to me than anything. 
What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Uh, I'm not going to call empathy a skill, uh, but empathy is one thing. I, I would say number one, patience. Uh-huh. I, I learned patience from a manager of mine who was patient with me when we had that disaster and didn't fire me. <laughs> he, he said, no, no, it's okay. You know, it's just one strike against you. Let's try not to have too many. But he was... He learned patience uh, throughout his career. He became a manager at a very young age, so he was a great mentor for me. That's the one non-technical skill I think anybody in this world could uh, benefit from, patience. Can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? Uh, Sure. I think... One piece of advice I have, uh, I try to give to people, because they talk to me about uh, blogging. Everybody thinks that they need to have a blog in in order to be successful. Uh, I try to tell people that when it comes to blogging, the first thing they have to understand is uh, if it's something they they really want to do, it's got to feed their soul first. Yeah. Uh, So a lot of people think of writing as this chore. It's a very difficult thing. They dread it. And I say, just write about something that is easy for you to write about. And some days, if you can't think of anything, you just sit down and say, you know, my name is Tom Rock, and today I can't think of anything to write about. That Then you still wrote something for that day. But <laughs> yes. still, your writing has to feed you first. If you're doing a blog thinking you have to do it for all these other people out there, then to me, you're, you're kind of doing it wrong. And especially if you just want to get started, then that that would be the piece of advice. Don't think you have to have a blog. Don't think you have to have 100,000 followers on Twitter. You don't have to do those things in order to be successful. Uh, you have to do those things if you want to, you know, um, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> yes. But yeah. you, yeah. What is, it, how, what is that saying? There's only three times a gentleman's name should ever appear in the paper. When they're born, when they're married, when they die, right? That, that's the way things are supposed to go. You don't have to be that loudmouth uh, online presence in order to be successful. Okay. And finally, what's the best way that we can find out more about you and connect with you? So I have a blog at thomaslorock.com. Uh, you could check out that page. You could find me on LinkedIn. I do sometimes. Uh, tweet. Uh, you can even find me on Facebook as well. Connect to me however uh, is best for you. I'm available a lot of different ways. Or you can reach me a lot of different ways. I don't want to say available. But yeah, I do my best to respond to uh, all the emails and messages I get. But yeah, my my blog, my website would probably be the best way. Okay, great. Thomas, thank you so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate you having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's great interview with Thomas LaRock. Full show notes can be found on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e22. And while you're at the website, you can download your free copy of 11 top career tips for IT professionals, many of which have been previously discussed on the show. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Kevin Beaver, an information security consultant and author of Hacking for Dummies. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to get future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and review in iTunes or Stitcher about the show. So until next Monday, 
Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.